Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We just got our blood work done. Yeah, we did. And our doctors asked us, what are we doing to have such great blood work? Yeah. And you know what we told them? Procare. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We told them like, yeah, we take Procare every day because they have a multivitamin that you can just take one a day. Yes, exactly. They have a capsule and a chewable form. And not only do they have vitamins, but they also have calcium, calcium chews. Oh my God. They're so good. They're so delicious. It's like our own little sweet treat for the end of the night. It really is because they have the dark chocolate and they have the cinnamon roll. Yes. And I love the salted caramel and the dinner mint. Alrighty. We'll go to procarenow.com and use code OSLP at checkout to save some money. You guys ask us all the time, what is our favorite protein powder? Yeah, literally, we see this question every day. And the answer is always devotion. devotion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I even use it this morning to make my own sweet treat for nighttime because it's just a, a brownie batter pudding. And you literally just use one scoop and then milk or water. And then I use it every morning in my profi. It's so delicious. Oh, my God. I want one right now thinking of it. Seriously, it's 20 grams of protein. So go get yours now at DevotionNutrition.com. And use code OSLP to save some money. Okay, trying to figure out portion sizes after weight loss surgery is fucking hard. It's so hard. It's so freaking hard. So we found this company and they take the guesswork out of it. Yeah, my goodness, guys. Look, it's portion perfection. They have bowls and plates and they have all sorts of organizing things on their website. I can't wait to get more. But it literally tells you one cup, one and a half cup, a fourth of a cup. Like the guesswork is completely gone. Yes. And the plate, even better. Protein, salad, veggies, whatever. And then this little section, carbs. So because you can have carbs. You can have carbs. We are so excited and we cannot wait to see what you guys think of this. We this is definitely OSLP approved. 100%. So the link is down below. So click that link, get your discount and start getting your portions correctly now. Well, thanks to this lady over here, I know that hot tea is so much better after surgery. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it makes the liquids go down so much easier. So much smoother. And we are so excited Mm -hmm. that we found this badass woman-owned tea company. Yeah! Oh, my goodness. So exciting. Their tagline is actually, we fucking love tea. Yes. And... What better describes us? Seriously, everything's organic. Like they they're all loose leaf. And this one is called literally you're fucking awesome. Yes. And the back of it says fucking direction. So this is our kind of people. They talk like us. They act like us. And we fucking love tea. Yes. And this one is rad as fuck. And it actually says shine your light bright Mel 
They make sure that it is personalized to you when you order. Yeah. Be bold, be bright, be badass. You are so fucking rad. You light up this world. How like, cool. How could you not want to drink this tea? Seriously. It's so fun. And they have a straw for your drink. Pretty wicked because it's loose leaf, but the straw does not make any of the leaves come up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we have been nonstop drinking this tea since we got it. Yes. So we need you guys to go over and go to their website, modestmix.com. That's right. And order your tea. Don't forget to use our code, OurSleevedLife20, mm-hmm. to get a percentage off. That's right. Go now. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Our Sleeve Life Podcast presents the Tiny Tummy Tales. The Tiny Tummy Tales. This is Kelly. This is Maha. And that's right. This is the first episode in the Tiny Tummy Tales new category new subcategory i don't know what it's called but we we've, have renamed yes we've rebranded our subseries yes, yes 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 so it is no longer the bariatric diaries it is now the tiny tummy tales yes so much um, more fun yes <laughs> but first we want to have you all go over to our sleeve life podcast.com and get your freaking tickets for the award show. Yes. Get your tickets, get your newsletters. They're going to be going out. It's yes. going to be so much fun. Yes. And they're 80 bucks. And then you get to hang out with us. You mm-hmm. get a swag bag. You get to have your picture taken on a pink carpet. Yes. And that is in November. It is yes. November 12th. And it is in mm-hmm. our backyard. It is. It's at the Aladdin Theater, guys. In Portland, Oregon. Yeah. That's so very cool you theater. You to come out here. We've announced presenters so far. Mm-hmm. So we have Nolani with Own Bariatrics. Yes. We have Jane. The sleep, the sleep dietitian. dietitian. Uh, we have Dr. Eric Smith, who is the surgeon for the Thousand Pound Sisters on TLC. Like yeah. freaking crazy. We love him. He is full of information. So much information. Um, we have more presenters rolling out. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on the Just Be You Bariatric Award Show Instagram page and our stories and our stories because we are getting them out there. That's right. Um, we have some more some fantastic sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all. ProCare. ProCare. We love ProCare. We use it every day. Every single day. Um, and we absolutely adore just the whole company. Yes. Um, so they are our top sponsor. We're so excited that they signed on. Seriously, thank you, ProCare. Yes. And then we have Jamie, the sleep dietitian, the mm-hmm. tribe membership program. We have her as our another sponsor. We're yeah. so excited. And Nuali. Nu- Nulani. Nulani. Sorry, Nulani. I do apologize. <laughs> um, with the own bariatrics. So she's a yes. personal coach. Yes. And then we have Tabitha, who is the real berry boss. Uh, we have loved her from since day one. Since day one. And yeah. she's a bariatric therapist. Yes. What I kind of like about our theme at all, it's a little bit different. We have all sorts of people that are helping. Exactly. Yeah. And then Dr. Eric Smith works for Georgetown Surgical. Yes. And they are going to be a sponsor also. And then Dr. Joe. And Heather Martin. and Marty. Yes. 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 So their whole uh, office is also being a sponsor. So we're so blessed by everybody that is so supportive of this show. So helpful. So if you have not gotten your ticket, go and get your ticket right now. Mm. We have hotel information on the website. You click the link, go over, you get a discount with it. Um, So they are waiving all the extra fees. Yeah. You still have to pay the taxes, but all the fees are cut. Which are is really off. cool. Yes. Yeah. So it, every little bit helps. Yes. Um, and then voting starts August, August 1st. 1st. Like it only is a right couple weeks away. I can't even believe it. I was like, do we really have to wait a month to do the voting? Yes. Yes, yes, yes you we do. do. <laughs> because it is 
insane the preparation is a lot harder than you would think it is but we need all of your guys's help to go over and vote on august 1st Mm -hmm. don't forget to get your ticket um also while you're on our page just hop over to patreon.com forward slash oslp sign up to be a patron if you do seven dollars or higher you get to be a part of our benchies support group the best support group in the world yes because you guys if you've listened to us at any amount of time we don't like facebook support groups because some of them are very toxic mm-hmm. negative you get awful advice in some them. of the weirdest advice yeah, ever like don't eat fruit yeah because yeah, fruit made us fat <laughs> it couldn't have been the oreos it couldn't have been the habits that i've uh totally like learned over the thousand years i've been here exactly the thousand, the years. thousand years yeah we're gonna go with that yeah um so make sure that you go over there and become our in our support group because yes. that support group is so welcoming, so positive. Mm. I mean, even when people are having a bad day or having a hard time, it's still the positivity that outpours from the mm. other members is just incredible. Well, um, and if you're watching this and it's a tiny tummy tales, one of them is our benchies. She is. She's a part of the benchies. She is. So that's what's kind of cool is like we already like we got to know about her well before the, the even mm-hmm. us doing the casting call. Yes, so we did. now she gets to be a part of this. Yes. So if you guys want to watch what we're about to do and see her and see our beautiful faces, you need to go to YouTube right freaking now. Just type in RC Live podcast. We're the only ones. Yes. And then hit subscribe and hit the bell. Yep. It means more to us than it means to you. And so, it's free. And it's free. That's yeah. a free way to support us. Yes. So thank All you. Right. Thank you. Well, let's introduce our first tiny tummy tales yeah this is we're so excited for this like <laughs> we've been looking forward to this so, for so for so long. long so long um, but with everything that happened with eric like yeah. it just really pushed everything out so we're excited to be back here. into the rhythm of getting our tiny tummy tales on record i know yeah it's being released so kia welcome Hi. There we go. She's waving you guys. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of it. Uh, We saw your casting call video and like it was an immediate yes. It was. was. How to talk. (laughs) And that's like the first thing is like, okay, can they talk? Yes. And you can. Yeah, you went straight to the uh yes category. We're like, okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. Good to know my degree in theater is help me for something. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, perfect. You you definitely know how to talk. And that's number one for podcasts. You have to talk, um, which is one of the reasons why I said yes. When Mel asked me in the very, very beginning of this is we all know I can talk. You can. So you totally can. Yeah, it's super great. So can you kind of tell us about yourself? Like what's going on with you? How did you this? How did you? like what's your why i guess yeah let's go let's even go back further and like why when did you start noticing that your weight was an issue oh god i mean so a little bit about me i like i said i went to school for musical theater um i have been acting since i was six um singing performing dancing and I've never been naturally slim and I've been doing ballet for 12 years. I mean, not currently, but like I did ballet for 12 years. Um, You know, my family runs to busty. We're Italian. We're curvy. We're, you know, robust humans. Um, (laughs) I feel you, girl. (laughs) uh, um, And in Hollywood, I was a size six and I'm five, seven. So I, you could see my ribs and I was being told I needed to lose 20 pounds. I would go on casting calls and, 
I would be told, um, you know, I went on a casting call for um, a Disney, uh, what's it called? Uh, one of the bands that they have at Disneyland, like oh. on the stages, okay. okay, you know, and it was, um, they did like covers of pop hits okay. and legitimately they straight up told me you are by far the best vocalist we've had here today. You are you, you can totally mimic, you know, all of the different pop styles, but you'd need to lose 20 pounds. So we can't hire you. What? Disney. I'm disappointed. I I mean, this was, this was a subcontractor. Okay. And this was also in the nineties. Okay. uh, Early two thousand, late nineties, early two thousands. So like back when like Jessica Simpson, when she was like a size eight was considered fat. You remember like we went through a bad time there for a minute. We did. Um, Yes. You know, it's much more inclusive now. I'm, I'm, 110% sure that if I was auditioning now, I would not have that problem. Okay. But, you know, I've moved on to that part of my life because I I have some friends who work at Disney. I actually have actually worked there as an Imagineer at this (gasps) point. Actually, I make costumes for the uh, animatronics. Whoa. um, It's really cool. Yeah. That's kind of what I segued into. So it all all worked out. I'm actually really happy doing what I'm doing. But like the trying to act thing made me feel so horrible about my body. Mm -hmm. And at a size six where you could see my ribs, I was being told I was fat. Mm. I was doing ballet. I was a size six. You could see my ribs. I was being told I was fat. That's my whole life. I have thought I was overweight. And then there come, they came a point for me where I just kind of stopped caring. Cause okay. like, it's like, I couldn't be good enough. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't do what, what everybody who I was trying to please wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, well, if I gain 15 pounds, what the fuck does it matter? Yeah. Um, and combine that with, um, I am, I'm non-binary, which is, um, for people who aren't aware, it's, uh, when you are not, um, you're not literally a woman, you're not really a man, you're kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, okay. Our culture doesn't really have a great history with that, mm-hmm. um, like in, in our social structure, but like many other cultures actually have really great um, descriptions for people who are um, outside the binary for genders. There's, um, okay. you know, there's two spirit with a lot of the Native Americans. There are uh, many others that I've not educated myself on, my bad, but um, <laughs> they exist through society. Yes. Um, and part of that is I never really felt comfortable in the body of like a, I've always had a super curvaceous, like Jessica Rabbity kind of body. I've got giant boobs <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to that post-surgery reduction. I'm telling you what right now, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but so part of it too, was that I didn't, I didn't feel like I could ever look the way I wanted to look. Mm. Um, and so uh, also when you don't feel like you can look the way you want to look for any reason for physical, for like, you know, I just want to be pretty, which mm-hmm. is fine too. Yeah. Or like for gender reasons or for anything, you can sometimes just, like I said, not, not care. Like mm-hmm. I can't look the way I want to look to get hired for the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not good enough for that. And I can't be who I want to be for that. Mm-hmm. So meh, what does it matter? Yeah. You know, and combine that with my ADHD and, you know, sensory eating and not feeding yourself during the day and only eating at night and just really bad habits started piling up and, uh, you know, so it really started creeping up in college. Okay. Um, uh, you know, that's always a tough time for everybody to lose mm. and gain weight. Um, yeah. what do but, they say? It's like a 20 pound gain typically. Yeah. But I think about a yeah. 20 pound gain mm-hmm. when you start college. Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely the case for me. And then, you know, I started, I became a gym rat for a while and I lost it. And then I bounced back and then I lost it. I I did Lindora and I did Weight Watchers and I did um, 
everything. You, you everything. You know, okay. you, you you try everything. You yo-yo diet. You buy into diet culture, mm-hmm. um, and then I just stopped and um, and then reached a critical mass. I got to a point where I wasn't happy anymore, and I was having physical symptoms, and that was more my problem. Okay. Um, I I'd always had acid reflux, okay. and um, I uh, it got worse and worse the heavier I got. Mm, okay. That's pretty uh, So that standard. was finally what sent me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And every GI doctor that I talked to was like, well, if you lost weight, it would help. And I'm like, Pfft. yeah. You're like, help if me, help me lose up. weight. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can feel you on that. I had GERD for years mm-hmm. and yeah. that was like, and those who don't know what GERD is, it's literally like you feel like you're having a heart attack and there's, it's intense pain and you don't know how to make it stop. Over the years, I got into a rhythm of like when I started to feel the pain, I knew what to do. God. But I remember um, my ex, I was on the ground, just like in the fetal position. I couldn't move. Jesus. And he had to call, I had him call the ER. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know what's going on yeah. right now. I feel like I'm having a heart attack, but yeah. I know I'm not. But it was like, what is this? Well, yeah, what you can't just sit there. Like, how long do you sit until you're like, okay, this needs to stop? Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel you on that. I feel it. Oh, man. I legitimately went to the ER once because between my anxiety and then the GERD symptoms, I was convinced I was having a heart attack yeah. or some sort of event. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so yep. I, I 100% feel you. We're uh, on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was really my why. I I had a lot of stigma about weight loss surgery. Okay. I had a lot. Everything that you guys are fighting to go against, mm-hmm. I had. Yeah, um, I had it too. So did yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So um. Uh. So I went to my GI doctor, and I had actually I I done some research on my own, and I found a surgery called the Nissen fund duplication. Okay. And it's where they take a little bit of your stomach and they like wrap it around your esophagus. And it's supposed to be like a cure for, yeah, it's wild, but it strengthens the, um, the sphincter at the bottom of your esophagus and mm. makes it so you can't reflux anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm like, okay, everything I looked up looked pretty good. So, um, I was living in Los Angeles at the time and I was, um, I used UCLA for everything. Okay. So okay. of course I was going to go to the UCLA bariatrics program. I, it was, it's, they were really easy, all encompassing kind of situation. Okay. Um, so I went to their bariatrics program and I'm like, Hey, I want to get this procedure done. And I didn't like try to get scheduled with the head of bariatrics. That's just how it worked out for oh. me. Oh. And I can't, he changed my life. Oh. Like, and cause I came in asking for this program, asking for this um, surgery. And I, having been stigmatized by medical professionals for so long for being overweight, mm-hmm. I was ready to get the, well, you just need to lose weight talk, or I was ready to get the, well, what you actually need is, you know, I was, and I was kind of steeled against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told him what I wanted and he said, you don't want that. And he's like, and here's why. And he sat me down and he talked to me. He, we, we probably had a 45 minute session. Oh, wow. Nice. Like the head of bariatrics sat down and his name is Dr. Dutson. He's I like, he's like an angel among men. I love him. And he wears plaid pants. Like he has swag. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> but, um, so he walks in and just, he's like, okay, well, here's why you don't want the fundiplication. And he told me that especially on people above uh, BMI of 30, it has a very high failure rate mm. and the failure rate isn't just it not working for some people. The failure rate can be catastrophic where it actually damages other things. Oh, and 
I didn't even find out. I didn't even know at the time. I'd been dating my partner for like three years. And I didn't even know at the time that um, their sister has a ton of GI issues. So I was in and out of the hospital. Part of that is because she had a fund implication and she's skinny and it had a critical failure and it actually severed part of her vagus nerve. Hmm. And so like from... I don't, I don't know exactly where, but like some of her organs are partially paralyzed because oh of it. And she has gosh. all of these GI issues. Shit. And that's something that can happen and has a much higher rate of happening with people that are over a 30 BMI. Okay. Okay. So he explained all of this to me and then said, what you really want is a gastric bypass. Okay. Okay. And I was like, no, I don't want weight loss surgery. I don't want it. Everyone I know who's had weight loss surgery has gained it back. Everybody's had mm-hmm. a ton of issues. Like I, I'm not, I'm not looking for that. He's mm-hmm. like, well, let me talk to you about it. And so he told me about why specifically for GERD, he didn't, he didn't address the weight issue. He didn't shame me for needing to lose weight. He didn't mm-hmm. once say I needed to lose weight. He wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't like shamey or weird about it at all. And he's like, here's why you want it. it it tethers the stomach down and makes it so it's much harder to reflux. He's like, and it, 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 and, and the, you know, a big portion of the stomach that's creating that bile mm-hmm. isn't attached to your esophagus anymore. It's mm-hmm. attached further down. And right. so it can't reflux back up. And he said, you know, even in thin people, we do this for extreme cases of GERD mm. that can't be fixed another way. Like this is something we will do to people of any size because it is one of the cures for GERD. Wow. Wow. He's like, it, it is gold standard. And I would do, if you were my sister sitting here, I would tell you the same thing. Wow. And all right. And so I, we were planning to move um, to North Carolina, which we did. We moved from Los Angeles, to North Carolina a month after surgery, which is a whole situation. <laughs> um, and at that point we were actually planning on moving quite a bit sooner, but after talking to him, I'm, and I, so I, so I told, and I asked the timeline, cause I, th- I think with the duplication, I could get it scheduled in like a month. We could do it before I got done and then out. But with the bypass, as you guys know, there's all the insurance things mm-hmm. and you know, all the hoops you have to jump through and it takes months. And we were able to expedite it to only three months okay. um, between my insurance and their program and them knowing kind of my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they really worked with me. It was incredible. But at the time, I'm like, well, we're moving. Like, yeah. I can't stick with you. It's going to take that long. So yeah. I left the office and went home and I talked to, um, oh, Here's another TLDR about me. I'm polyamorous. I okay. have a husband and a partner. Okay. Um, we all live together. We raise our daughter together. Okay. Um, my partner is he, him. My, my part, I mean, sorry, my husband is he, him. My partner is non-binary. So if you hear me say he, him, husband, they, them, partner. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'll use names too. It'll get a little confusing. Feel free to ask, <laughs> but um, I, I know it's a lot. Uh, but um. So I went home and I was discussing it with my husband and my partner and we had to get a lot of work done on the house that we were buying. There was a black mold issue. We had to rip out one of the bathrooms Oof. and, you know, and we had the ability to just wait a little bit mm. if we had to, We you know, we were working remotely at the time. We were still in the pandemic. Everything was, you know, so it was, and he said, you know, so my husband looked at me, he's like, do we just wait so you can do this with the team that you now like trust, mm-hmm. like you feel good about these people. Yeah. This guy clearly cares. He took the time to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do, you do we wait? Yeah. And so we pushed our move back for three months so wow. that I could get my surgery with the UCLA crew. That wow. is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it's good that when you find an office that you really connect with and yeah. can feel comfortable with to get this surgery, because like you're going in with already all these stigmas in your brain. Mm-hmm. 
Lord. And yeah. so he, that changed just by meeting that office. And that doesn't always happen. No. You know, yeah. sometimes you go into a really bad office and you're that's those stigmas totally stay in place. Right. They're but reinforced. The fact, yeah. Ugh. But the fact that he like broke those stigmas for you, yeah. I would I would do the same thing. I I, yeah. I think I would. And be like, can we find way. a way, please? That's yeah. what I we'll just, like. <laughs> stay for three months. I felt like I was being a crazy person for like mm. changing so much of what we had planned as a family mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. But looking back and being three months out from it now, mm-hmm. it was the best decision because I had really from start to finish an incredible time with them. And like you said, it just, we just clicked. It worked. Yeah. It was, it was what I needed. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I love yeah. that. So you decided to push your move back. You yeah. did the insurance. So when did you have your surgery? Um, I had my surgery, um, the end of a March, the end of March, okay. March 28th. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So and how did that go? Yeah. It, it went great. Yeah. Uh, I was so nervous. I've never had any sort of major surgery before. The only sort of major surgery I had a cyst removed on my tailbone, oh. like, and wisdom teeth removed, like yeah. nothing, nothing. Right. Yeah. So I'd never had major surgery before. I was so nervous. Like I was doing the same thing. I see everybody posting about like, what if I die? Mm-hmm. Like, am I making the worst decision? Mm-hmm. One of my high school friends was an anesthesiologist and I have to give big props to her because she was like, you're going to be fine. I do this every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to be fine. Like, and, and uh, her father had actually had the bypass as well. So she oh. was like, you're fine. Yeah. And so it was really good to have somebody I knew who was not in like you know, that program telling me that it was, it was okay. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so I went in and, um, I was super nervous, but they were all really nice and they gave me the really good stuff beforehand to make me nice and relaxed. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is my um, favorite and, part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is good. Yes. And then I don't even remember them putting me out. Um, I, I did have a little bit of trouble like coming, waking back up from the anesthesia, but I'm not sure if it was the anesthesia or the fact that I hadn't thought to tell them that I get really nauseated with opioids. Um, And I didn't, I knew they were going to put me on a a morphine button, but I didn't think about the fact that they were going to have an automatic drip. Oh, Um, that's new. And so I was getting nauseated at certain like intervals Mm -hmm. and I didn't even realize why until day two. Okay. Like I was getting like, like dry heaving level nauseated, like really, like really bad. Wow. Um, And so, but when I figured it out and had them take that off, I was fine. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a little, tr- I, I heard another person on your show talk about this and I just want to reiterate, I had trouble peeing at first oh, okay. and I okay. had to, I had to like make myself pee. Yes. And once I made myself pee like twice, I was fine. Like my body got the picture and we, you know, we made it happen from there on. But the first two times were rough and the nurses were like, Hey, you haven't really been peeing mm-hmm. enough. Mm. Yeah, that's a problem yeah. and I'm like oh okay on it because I did not want to be like uh, the person on your on I think I think it was one of your guests who like had to stay an extra few days because yeah she yes. like, couldn't pee yes I and, can't remember her name I can picture her though because like I had a problem peeing it took me mm-hmm. a little bit so I remember that conversation because I was like oh there's a, like we're gonna have to put a the thing that are catheter back and I'm like no Ooh. please don't I will pee. Just give me all the things. <laughs> yeah, listening to her story made me realize that I had to like make this happen. So yeah. like super appreciate that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the, I didn't have a lot of pain, but I have a very high pain tolerance. Okay. So 
don't like don't anybody take that as gospel yeah. um I, I i'm always the person who's like that doesn't hurt and everybody else is like you're crazy yeah 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 i had an iud inserted and they're like everybody's like it's the worst thing ever mm-hmm. and i'm like meh Meh. It's Meh. there. And like, I think it's not comfortable. It's not like your favorite thing to do, but you're like, eh, it's fine. Oh, I had <laughs> that fine. thing yeah. put in and then removed within days. It was so painful. Really? I was oh, like, no. I'm sure I would have been like, eh. I was like, nope, just walking around. I can feel the damn thing. So oh. we're just like not oh. doing it. That's why we're like implant on. It settles. I didn't get a period for five years. Nice. I still don't have a period. Yeah. At all. Ugh. Oh, I'm fine with it. Well, I'm I don't good. think, yeah, you're not, I think you have so PCOS awesome. though. I'm pretty sure I have, but I have a giant own. issue because I'm pretty yeah. sure I have PCOS and ADHD, ADHD mm-hmm. but I'm not like diagnosed Conf- yet. Yeah. Twinsies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm so. pretty sure I have PCOS. My yeah. partner has it and I had no idea a lot of the things that were symptoms of PCOS until I was dating somebody who was diagnosed with it uh-huh. and they have it very extreme okay. and they had the opposite. They have very, very heavy flow. Whereas um, I like next to nothing. Yeah. No, I, I haven't had one in probably five years. Oh, damn. Which, seven. Thank goodness for my dietitian warning me that the hormones can make your flow a lot heavier. Yes. I would have been shocked. Oh, yeah. Because all of a sudden I went from next to nothing to like super heavy flow. Oh, for yeah, the yeah, last yeah. Few months. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had one period right after surgery and I was like, what? I have my periods back. This is, this is fucked. I don't want a period. And then it was like, three days of like the lightest thing ever and then it just never came back oh fuck you yep. mine are horrible yep. no. <laughs> mine are so bad no periods like for me. when they said it was going to affect my period i was like i don't want it to it's already enough yeah like don't do that because yeah. i had a girlfriend yeah. in when i worked at wells fargo she would have a period for almost three weeks Ooh, it's like oh, it was like the reverse no. for her yeah, no. and so no, you no, could tell no, she no, really no, did have pcos because no. it's like she's had one week uh-uh. off and i was like and she'd be so pale and all of so bad Ugh, no. yeah no poor girl but i'm also infertile so yeah uh, that yeah. could have something to do with it too just I like a little it. bit yeah so <laughs> but it's nice because i don't have to worry about a period that's every true month. you don't so yeah i mean did, that. but did you have like the liquid diet or anything prior um i <laughs> so uh i i they weren't gonna put me on it and then when, um, because I, I was a relatively low BMI to start, okay. like I've had pro- problems with my weight and it was affecting my health, but I was still, I was like 38, 37, which okay. is low for, um, bypass. Yeah. It's not low for sleep, but it's yeah, low right. for bypass. Yeah. So we had to find other comorbidities, um, to make my insurance. Uh, we found out that I had sleep apnea, so that worked out. Um, okay. uh, and then with that, with the GERD was enough to let them in, uh, approve me. Nice. Um, nice. But they weren't going to put me on the liquid diet because my BMI was so low. But when I went in for my last office visit, I was on my period and I was bloated up like four pounds, even Uh, more than like the day before, you know how that happens. And they were like, Oh, your number's up. So we're going to put you on liquid diet. I'm like, it's my period. No, it's just my period. Oh man. (laughs) So did you do it for two uh, weeks, one week? I did it for like a week and a half. They wanted me to do it for two weeks. I should have probably done it for two weeks, but I did it for a week and a half. So here we are. Uh, Uh I don't recommend anybody else not do what I did. Don't, don't follow my instructions, but they also had, um, it wasn't a pure liquid, which was nice. Uh, they did, um, two shakes, like, um, two snacks and, um, like a protein and veggie meal. Nice. um, Nice. Time a day. Okay. Um, so it was nice. It was very doable. Yeah. And honestly, 
with my ADHD, even before the surgery, I would often use like Huel or something as a meal replacement okay. um, because it's just hard for me to feed myself sometimes. Um, uh, so it wasn't that bad. It was, I mean, it wasn't great. I didn't love it. exactly like me. Yeah. Because I have a really hard time feeding myself during the day unless I'm like yeah. focused, but I'll eat at night. Mm-hmm. I'll eat all night yeah. long. But mm-hmm. during the day, like I have to, that's why I do the profi in the morning because it's like, I'm giving myself some, yeah, some, some nutrients. nutrients during the day. <laughs> but it's yeah, sounds, just, that's just that finished mine. like me. So, yeah. So do you, I've heard you talk a lot and, and y- that's very common for ADHD people. I, I feel a oh. lot of kinship with a lot of what you say, okay. because I've gone through a lot of it myself and I've been diagnosed with ADHD since I was a kid. Oh, so. All right. Um, okay then. Yeah. And I'm in the process of getting diagnosed. Um, so the person that I'm talking to, he wants to treat my sleep first, then treat okay. my anxiety and my depression and then go into if it's ADHD He's like, I'm not saying you don't have it, but I want to address these things first and then go into ADHD. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I am somebody who has lived with ADHD and dove. I I, I do a lot of ADHD like um advocacy, especially oh, in like okay. my my friend group and like like and so one thing that is very common is that ADHD actually causes anxiety and depression. So treating the anxiety and depression first actually can be a little counterintuitive because if you treat the ADHD, you are removing the cause for a lot of that anxiety and depression. And like, you still have to then deal with like the triggers that you built in with yourself and the bad habits and like the mental, uh, you know, the mental loops that you've kind of built in. But, Uh um, but it, for me, I had panic attacks um, ranging from once a week to sometimes multiples a day. Oh, and wow. going on Adderall and treating my ADHD, which I didn't do till I was an adult, yeah, um, changed took that away. I'm not. I'm no longer on my anti anxiety medications. I no longer have panic attacks. Ah. Um, and treating the ADHD and taking the thing that was causing that anxiety out of my life, yeah, fixed it. Yeah. So it your mileage may vary. Work with your doctor and see. But like, yeah. If it doesn't work, just know that that's also a possibility. Okay. Yeah. And he, he said he was like, it's, it's sometimes ADHD can cause the anxiety and sometimes it yeah. can be the anxiety is just presenting itself as ADHD sometimes okay. too. So he's like, it can go back and forth. So that's why he wants to do the anxiety and depression first, which yeah, I was like, it's not the answer I wanted because I wanted him to be like, <laughs> yes, you have ADHD. Let's put you on something and like help your life. But that wasn't what I got, which is fine. It's, it is what it is. And I'm like, I've lived with well, it, it for like this long. There. Yeah. I'll get there. It's just, it's a process. Yeah. And he's like, I want you to try this for three months and then we'll, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a process. But I also think the therapy has helped me tremendously. Like I'm no longer Ooh. eating in the middle of the night. Yes. Like that's no a, longer the hell eating of in the wind. middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's been a, a thing since my ex left. So yeah. very big. So Anyways, Good. back to you. <laughs> I do have a question about this, about this morphine drip. Oh, yes. Because yeah. we didn't have that. I haven't no. really met anybody that has. So is that like oh, a common um, thing that you notice like that they do there? Or did you feel like you even needed it? Like, I don't think I needed it. Okay. Um, but again, pain tolerance. Yeah. When you've had chronic pain, I've had GERD since my, you know, uh, 
my early twenties. And it's, you know, when you've had chronic pain like that, like you said, you just kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't find the pain to be like, I was fine with just Tylenol. Um, uh, so I didn't need it, but, um, I clearly it's what they do, okay. um, there. Cause it was just standard. Okay. Uh, now I know, and I'll just make sure that I, you know, tell them not to do that because the opioids just make me so sick. But yeah. for other people, it might be wonderful for yeah. yeah. other people who are more pain sensitive. That might be a real godsend. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, and I learned with my broken leg that the morphine doesn't even work for me. Ah. Like I just get high and I feel everything. Yeah. And they maxed me out of oxy. They maxed me out of morphine. I was puking in a bag because it was all too much. I'm like, I feel everything. Yeah. I feel the whole thing. I remember telling my mom, like, I would rather have Dylan 10 times in this fucking pain. And they were just like, we just gave her so many meds. Yeah. Just the wrong oh, no. ones. Just the wrong ones. The wrong combination yeah. of them. Yes. Yeah. So. so after surgery, um, mm-hmm. how, because I always like to talk about the foods that people choose to eat. And I know yeah. you had a huge move while you were uh. right after surgery. So being on a cross, like not cross country, but pretty much cross pretty country, much. right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What did you do for your food? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the best things I did for myself, period, hands down, was I hired a diet, a private dietitian. Oh, okay. a private bariatric dietitian. I actually, you, you guys have talked to her. I've, I hired Helen. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Uh, we love her. Nutritionist on Instagram. Yes. Helen is, I don't know where I would be right now if I hadn't had her support through Aww. this process. Like, like even if I hadn't moved across country, her support would have been absolutely invaluable, but add the stress of moving cross country on top of it. And the fact that our move was an absolute disaster for other reasons, (laughs) the the actual, the actual trip cross country was great, but everything that happened around it on both sides was, was rough. So I never had to worry about food. I never had to worry about what I should be eating, how much I should be eating, I never had to worry about any of that because I had her in my back pocket and like, uh, and she's so responsive. She, I could text her and like, she totally held my hand through the most crucial port, part of it. And I'm still working with her, okay, um, nice. but like, it was, I feel like I am in a really solid place right now because okay. I had that intensive help and, awesome. and frankly, because I had you guys to listen to, but um, Thank you. Yeah, well, no, we know it was with, very helpful. We know with Helen, she said that people would call her even when they're at like dinners. Yeah. Or they would oh, yeah. send her like the um like a, the menu. The menu. And they yeah. would, she would go through it with them. Yeah. So did you oh, have yeah. some stuff like that with her? Yeah, I would be at the store and I'm like, which one of these is better? Or is this okay? Or, like I found like Aww. these uh uh, when I when I started eating solids again, I found these like carb balance. I think they're called like street taco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever tortillas. Yeah, and they're great. And I, I like sent her a text of like those and like three other like tortillas. I'm yeah. like, which one of these is best? And like yeah. she would help me with stuff like that. Oh, you know, that's there's, awesome. a lot of, there's a lot of options out there, and it can be kind of overwhelming. Yes. Oh my god, we were just me and Zach were just mm-hmm. at the store last night and getting stuff because this is the whole thing for me. Like I don't know why, but I feel uncomfortable buying food that I know I should be eating and bringing it into his house. Like I'm getting there, <laughs> but it's just like huh. I feel uncomfortable doing it. 
now oh, that yeah, I'm okay that makes sense yeah so now that I'm like moving in I feel I'm getting there like closer but we were at the store and I was like he was buying tortillas and they buy regular tortillas and I was like I feel like I need to be more carb conscious because I bring in like not great carbs into my life so I, I'd like <laughs> to like be more conscious of that balance it better yeah so there was like three different ones that were carb conscious and I'm like what do I do like I even I'm three years out I should know but I'm it's, still like flipping the back, looking at the back and I'm like, okay. And then what's this one? Okay. All right. This one's prettier. I don't know. <laughs> like I was like going through this whole pro it was probably like a good five minutes that I'm standing there looking at tortillas. It does not like, surprise me. Come on, let's go. I don't feel like this is an issue, <laughs> this shouldn't be an issue but it was. So I, yeah, I picked the ones that you um, just mentioned. And so I'm going to try doing I that. I like them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're good. Okay. I, I toast them a little bit on the burner. Ah, okay. you know, yep. uh, I just toast them a little bit to get a little, you know, because otherwise I can find they're a little soggy. Oh, okay. Kinda okay. Sometimes, but if you toast them up, they get, they're, they're nice. Okay. No, nice. is it a flour tortilla? No, but is it good? Yeah. It's, it's good. Okay. I feel like it's, can, it, it's do, doable. It's doable. doable. Yeah. yeah. 100% yeah. it is. I yes. want them for like wraps mm -hmm. so like i yes. can just throw like meat and cheese mm -hmm. in there which i'm gonna squirrel moment for a second because <laughs> we all know how much i love cheese we know how much zach loves cheese yeah so we tried it's like a longhorn cheddar okay last Ooh. night we got it at, at fred meyer and we're like okay let's try half a pound you know just to try it this is the best goddamn cheddar cheese I've ever had in my life. Ooh. I am so excited to go home and like make a wrap yeah, yeah. and eat it because I'm <gasps> like, this is fucking bomb. This is bomb. Yeah. So I had to squirrel. That's awesome. I yes. want to try that because I'd like to find a better cheddar. It's got like a little bit of a bite to it, but it's very, a very mild flavor with just like in the, on the back end. It's like, there's a I like little that. bit of bite. Okay. So that sounds good. You come over, you'll have to try it. I will. I totally we're like, will. We're already planning like going and getting more. So <laughs> you nerds, you, you know, nerds. You're already planning to get more. Exactly. Exactly. From when you um had surgery to when you moved, how long time was that? Yeah. Like, what's the time frame? It was four and a half weeks. Okay. So, so I um I was just transitioning. I was on so the first um you asked me the food question and we got sidetracked talking no, about how uh, it's great, but um uh. It was, it was four and a half weeks. I was just transitioning into like, I was on soft foods and literally the second day cross country, I start. I was able to start solids. Okay. Oh. So, um, I packed, I, I found I'm, I'm very sensitive to most artificial sweeteners. Like okay. if it has like aspartame or sucralose or like most of the ones that are used in like, I, I can't, I can yeah. taste it. It makes yep. me gag. It's, and it's just, it's a personal thing. Everybody, I, I'm, I have, um, a hyperactive sense of smell and I think it has to do with that. Uh, I think it, like, it's kind of like a, like a super taster situation. Yeah. Um, but I found thanks to a friend of mine who actually had, um, bypass who I didn't even know until I announced to my friends that I was having bypass. He was like, Oh, me too. And I'm like, Oh shit. Cool. Oh, sorry. Can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've, you've already said fuck numerous times on here. <laughs> and you want to be like, can I say shit? <laughs> you're, you're totally fine. Yes. I love it. I'm yes. like a sailor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My daughter, I just have to be like, honey, there are words we don't use at school. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's what we yeah. did too. Yeah. It, it works. It the works. Worst. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, so he told me uh, about monk fruit, which I'd never heard of. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't you try it? And I'm like, Ugh, another fake sweetener I'm going to hate. But I'm like, whatever, at this point, I might as well try it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, legit. It is the only thing that I can use that that doesn't have a really bad aftertaste for me. So I found a lot of really great monk fruit-based protein products that I've okay. been using. Um, there's a, a boba tea protein oh, that I'm that. legitimately obsessed with. Okay. Uh, obsessed. And then there's these um, protein donuts and protein pancakes by a company called like Proto Bake Shop. Okay. And okay. they're so good. And you can like mix up a batch and it makes six. Okay. And especially for us bariatric patients, one is like enough yeah. and it's like 25 grams of protein. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, they're really good. And it's like, I, I like they're between like 190 to like 220 calories That's and like 25, 20 to 25 grams of protein. Yeah. So like, it's a great like snack or a portable meal. It, and again, with my ADHD, I can't always fix myself something. I don't have that like power to do that all the yeah. time. So I can just grab it in the fridge. Um, it makes six. So I have it for most of the week. Um, and so I've kind of been l- living on those now, but like at the time, yeah, I was on, I was on um, soft foods. So yeah. I, I had just kind of planned for cross country. I didn't know what my stomach was going to handle yeah. like uh, actual food, food wise. Yeah. And so I, I took enough fair life shakes with me to nice. just get myself through if I just if I want to do just fair life shakes okay. and Starbucks egg bites because I've been yeah. eating Starbucks egg bites on the soft food and I yep. knew that that was going to work out for me. I'm like, I can live for five days on fair life shakes and Starbucks can. egg bites yes, if you I can. need to. Yeah. We've done it. Yes, yes. We have. <laughs> you can totally do it. Yeah, those egg bites, man, they're legit. They're, I mean, yeah. if I could have them every day, I would. Yeah. I mean, there was a. I was surprised actually that you didn't tell me to bring them today. I mean, it should just be in the contract every time we do. <laughs> the contract. The contract. We don't have a contract no, we between don't. us ourselves, so no, we're not putting that in the contract. Oh my god, that will be whenever we have like the studios we go to. They'll be yes. like it'll be Kelly's Proffy and Mel's. Eight bites. Yeah, it has to be in front where we record. Easy yes. peasy. Yes. <laughs> So then in my rider, I need all, I need Starbucks egg bites and I need Fairlife protein and I need need devotion on site. Yes. Devotion (laughs) definitely on site. I was just going to say that. (laughs) So what else did you find that like, while you were traveling that you could tolerate? Um, well, so I was, so we were leaving, um, the West coast and it was my first time being able to have solid food. I'm like, God in and out. I'm not going to have in and out for so long. Yeah. And, and so actually my first solid food was an in and out burger protein style. Wow. Um, and that, and it was fine. And it was, it was, and I, I didn't have any trouble really, which is funny because I actually have trouble with beef now, but I think that oh. everything in the beginning felt like it was like, like lumpy and kind of right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you know, it just kind of felt like it was like, it just, beef just kind of feels like it sits really heavy in my pouch and just doesn't like, it, like, it feels like a pressure. Yeah. Whereas most other things don't at this point, but I think everything felt like that then. So like, uh, you know, cause it was also new. Um, you know, Zach's yeah, like that I had too. Like, like, cause Zach had bypass and okay. he can't do like, he can do hamburger, but not steak, but he can't do steak. Cause he, it just oh, like, yeah. So it just sits there. So it could yeah. just be a bypass thing also. Yeah. It Just totally could be. So anyways, go oh, ahead. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had like three quarters of like a, you know, single in and out protein style cheeseburger. And it was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth <laughs> in that moment after I have, I have textural issues with, with food and like, I can't do like pureed meats and I have yeah. like 
meat has to have a certain texture for me. And like, so the, the puree section though, Helen gave me the best recipe for this Chinese egg custard. Oh. Um, it's like this, like super, like you super smooth, like custard. It's like almost, you know, it's it almost like, it's like a pudding, except it's savory. You put like okay. a little bit of sesame oil on it, a little bit of soy sauce and salt. Oh, it was so good. Oh. So I had that and like, like baked, like, and like refried beans and I, uh, the ricotta bake, was good, um, especially because I haven't been able to have red, have red sauce for years because yes. of my GERD and I'm Italian. So yeah. the ricotta bake was like having a little piece of home almost Aww. like for the first time in so long. Oh, um, that's nice. But like, those are the only things I could really tolerate were like okay. eggs and then that stuff. Um, so, uh, cause I can't, I just cannot stomach the, the softer, like cured meats. I don't like canned meats. I don't like tuna. I have a lot of like, uh, sense and taste aversions, which can come with ADHD and possibly autism. Oh. I might be, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, that's my not diagnosed possible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Um, I'm not the uh, only one that does that. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. That's a very neurodivergent thing. That's a very like ADHD autistic thing to do is be oh. like, am I like, weird because normal people don't spend a lot of time trying to decide if they're weird or not it's true but we do. True. I do i do it's i true. definitely do i'm on, like on a daily basis i'm like i'm goofy as fuck yeah. that's and i just keep going and i'm like yeah and i'm like oh, did that come off weird did that come off weird that might have come off weird and then it's like two hours later and i'm th- still thinking like did that come off weird am i weird yeah, oh no, my of my life. Yeah, yeah 100. <laughs> percent I'm starting to think more and more that I'm ADHD. <laughs> Seriously, we can talk. We can chat. All right, um, sounds good. But uh, I and then Helen had warned me that a lot of people have trouble with chicken breast. Yes. Um, yes. But I'd actually had I I had done some um, saute like um slow cooked chicken thighs at that okay. point and yeah. been fine. And then at one point during the period, I don't remember what happened, but I was like in a situation where I was stuck. And the only thing I really had was like a slow cooked chicken breast. Oh, and I'm like, okay. well, I'm just going to give it a shot. And I chopped it really, really fine. And I was okay. Yeah. Okay. I was um, fine too. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. So one of the things I had across the, across country was like, um, I got, we got like chicken fingers at a place. I just peeled the breading off, you know? Okay. Um, cause it was just something that we, it, you know, you don't have a lot of options when you're driving across yeah. the country and we yeah. didn't, we had our, our dogs and our snakes and, um, our, and all of my plants. Cause I'm a crazy plant person. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so we had them all in the car with us. So we didn't, we weren't really stopping at restaurants, yeah. you know? So it was all like fast food or convenience food or like places yeah. like, like Chipotle or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a ton of options. So like, yeah, but yeah I, I had no problems with like a, like a chicken finger with like the breading peeled off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fine. Yeah. And yeah. And a lot of Gatorade zero. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I know. Um, I never liked chicken breast even before surgery, mm. but then after surgery, I definitely didn't like chicken breast. So I just stick with chicken thighs. Um, because so it's, good. yeah, it's just better overall flavor wise for me. And yeah. especially in the beginning, you're not eating enough for it to really make a difference, whether it's a chicken breast or a chicken thigh. So in my opinion, I'm well, not a dietitian. And this whole like dark meat versus white meat shit. It's like at the end of the day, chicken, do, chicken, right? It does it yeah. really, really hurt you? Like, come on. Yeah. It's 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 the fucking soda you just had, you know? <laughs> or the, like, Oreos, or the or, fucking pie. Like, yeah. are we really... Or the big pile of potatoes. Yeah. That you ate a little piece of chicken thigh. Well, yeah, let's yeah. not argue yeah. over a chicken thigh versus a chicken breast. It's well, fucking chicken. And it's the whole thing of, like, you shouldn't be eating fruit. Like, it's not the fruit. Oh, my God. It's no. the no. cookies that you have 
in the middle of yes. the night yeah. that's affecting you. It's not the <laughs> banana. Like, let's be real. I think that's where it comes down to. Because I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second because I think people are like, I've gained weight and I don't know why. Well, no, you do know why. You do know why. You do, Because if you're eating fruit and protein and you're being completely 100% on plan, which nobody's perfect. Nope. I'm not saying no. that you need to be. But be honest with yourself and when like people are making posts about like, I don't know why I've gained weight. Well, Let's be honest. Yes, you do. Are you drinking your calories? Mm -hmm. Are you drinking soda again? Are you getting cookies? Are you even moving snacks in? Like, but a lot of the most of the time, it's the food that you're eating. Well, yeah, because eighty percent food is just like it's funny because I we hear that all the time, and then we'll message like the the same thing, like check your water, food, protein, whatever. Are you getting protein? Are you getting your water? And they're like, oh, I haven't exercised in like three months. Well, there you go. There you if go. you're not moving your body, you're not going to like you're not gaining anything, but you're you're at a stall because yeah. you put yourself there. Yeah. Because you still yeah. have to move to, to lose. Like, 100%. That's the deal. I'm just saying that the majority of the time. Yeah. Like I know for me, especially it was the fact that I stopped moving mm-hmm. and I was eating shit. Yep. Like I was literally like I was and I wasn't ready to be honest with myself either. So mm-hmm. I get it. But you you have to be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I have I've had Oreos every night this week. Yeah, so like, that could be why I'm like, this is on me or <laughs> I'm only getting 30 grams of protein a day. So, you well, your system's going into starvation mode because you're not giving it what it needs to be successful. Yeah. yeah it's like you have to hit some sort of a couple of the points for yeah. everything to work. Or I've drank alcohol three nights this week. Well, there you go. There, oh, yeah, yeah it stalls reason. you. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of alcohol, how long do you have to go out, go without alcohol? Because I know every surgeon's office is different. I think it's six months. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I've had a sip or two. Like yeah. if I want to like taste like the flavor of something that like yeah. one of my partners is having, like, but I haven't, I haven't like had it. I took a sip of their cider and got tipsy. I... I was floored. Like a sip. Like I'm not even like I'm not I'm not like joking. It was a sip and I got tipsy. I, I was like, oh my God. You're like this is ridiculous. I've heard with the bypass, you get drunk fast. Yeah. And I used to be able to drink like whiskey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, a sip of cider. Yeah. It was oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> there, there's sometimes where it was like that in the beginning where mm-hmm. I would take one shot of tequila and I'd be like, good. Like, and then ooh. there's other nights where it's like, I can have six shots of tequila and I'm like, nothing, nothing's going on over here. All right. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Were there other rules that they put on you at all? Yeah. Um, three months, no caffeine, no carbonation. Oh, three months. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I just started, um, caffeine still, um, I found that I can do the caffeine in tea, Okay. but the caffeine in coffee um, still gives me some acid. Oh. Um, so I'm not, I'm either not ready for that or we'll never be able to have it, which is fine. I went, I, I love coffee, but I've yeah. had decaf for years because of my GERD. Okay. Um, and sometimes, and sometimes because of the GERD, I wasn't even able to have decaf. Like sometimes oh. even that was too much. Wow. Like when I was having a flare or a bad, or a bad, oh, it was really bad. Um, I was on like mega meds for years. It still broke through. I had, uh, one of the things that led me to actually have surgery was I, I had a uh, reflux so bad that my esophagus got like, 
uh, swollen and I only could have liquids for like a month at a time oh, while I was healing. No. Uh, like, no, it was like, that happened twice during the pandemic. And that was actually what finally led me to go look to get surgery. Um, oh. It was really bad. Because yeah, it um, destroys your esophagus yeah. if you let it go too yeah, long. And, yeah. and could give me cancer. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. Legitimately, I am keeping myself from like potential health issues down in the, in the future. Like, but, but yeah, so, um, no car, I just started carbonation again and I do well with it, which oh. is great because I'm like addicted to like LaCroix. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's me. That is Kelly all the way. I actually just bought a soda stream machine last oh, night. Oh, you did? I did, so I, good. I did end up getting one because I'm buying like two or three cases of seltzer water mm-hmm. a week. Cause yeah. I just like plain seltzer water. And yeah, I was just like, constantly buying it and i'm like i can just make it with the water yep. like you can come on let's you... just i'm just gonna break down i got it it was on sale nice so it was 50 dollars off oh that's even so better i was like okay fine well and now you'll always you have it your own syrups and flavorings and stuff too like yeah. you can add your own like like lemon juice and like lime yep. juice or um i'm experimenting with so um before the surgery because of my gerd i had to stop drinking okay um, and I, I love a cocktail, not, not just necessarily to drink, but like, I love like, just like, I love, um, that balance of like, um, herbal and bitter. Like I like bitter flavors okay, and okay. I, I really like the kind of experience of a cocktail that kind of without the you alcohol. Know, has. Yeah. And so yeah. I found this really cool product called seed lip and it's like a, it's a distilled spirit, but it's non-alcoholic and it's distilled from like botanicals. Oh. And so it has a lot of those like botanical, like herby, bitter overtones. Nice. And my partner loves to mix drinks. And so they were mixing up that with like some sparkling water and um, usually some sort of a flavored syrup. Like they would make like okay. lavender, simple syrup or whatever. Okay. So I'm going to start experimenting now that I can have carbonation again. Yay. I'm going to start experimenting with um, making bariatric friendly versions. So like taking monk fruit, the monk fruit with erythritol. Don't know how to pronounce that. Erythritol. I'm almost there. Anyways, I'm not even going to try. Nope. Whatever that is. Theoretically, it acts like sugar. So we're going to we're gonna play with it and see if we can make syrup with it and then i can have you know bariatric friendly mocktails that's cool um, so that's but really then cool. they really do have a very satisfying cocktail feel to them so you don't okay. feel like you're missing out when other friends are drinking too you know yes for so sure we'll see. yeah see that that's goes. great that sounds like I'll fun. Post on my insta if they work out yes. i promise yeah yes. I in it because i'm kind of interested in that seriously like, yeah yeah because that's fun like you're taking something that you used to do and still using it in post-op life yeah. Yes. So it's good. Yes. It's good. So like, what is, what's some NSVs that you've gone through for those last couple months? Oh, there's been like a lot. Um, (laughs) Okay. So when we first got here, um, first of all, I've replaced my wardrobe like twice at this point. It's wild how fast this happens. Holy cow. Yes. I'm down, I'm down 60 pounds. Damn. Yeah. I, but I, <laughs> I, I was not expecting it. And to be fair, I've been moving a lot. Yeah. And even before I started working out, like when I was cleared to work out, I actually waited a little while after I was cleared to work out to be removing. Okay. And thankfully I was cleared because they actually cleared me a little early. I was going to say. I was say. Like, wasn't supposed to be cleared until six, six weeks, weeks. Yeah. to work out. Um, but she cleared me at four because I was just healing really well. Okay. And she could tell I was like listening to my body. And I say she, um, my doctor, my surgeon's assistant, okay. um, does all, does a lot of the post-op visits. Okay. Um, 
and she's amazing and uh she's very knowledgeable and um and so she cleared me yeah she cleared me at four weeks which was good because I had to lift boxes because yeah. I had not been I was very good about that yeah, and nice. I, mean, I made my partner and my husband do all the lifting um, when we were packing I would pack a box and then they would move it and then oh. I would pack a box there you go yes teamwork man <laughs> love it yeah um so I was I was I I did not want a hernia. I did not want to have to have another surgery. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't, yeah. I, I was very serious about it. Um, so they cleared me at four weeks. So I started lifting like moderately heavy boxes, but okay. I waited till like six, eight weeks before I really started like lifting things. But okay. you know, our move was a mess. Our movers got there before we did, which we were promised wasn't going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. and so things were all in the wrong spots and, uh. And this is a two-story house, and we were previously in a one-story house, and we have a giant, long, sloped driveway, and um, and our neighbors at the bottom of the driveway have twins that um, my daughter loves to play with, so we're always up and down that driveway. Yep. So I've been moving just a ton, even before I started working out. Yeah, so I think nice. that really does have to do with like how quickly I've been losing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Helen also tells me I'm very hard on myself with eating right, so uh, that's probably part of it, too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a, a common good thing. thing and yeah. it's a good thing yeah. throughout, yeah. like, especially in the beginning, cause you're not sure where to go. So you're like, yeah. I just want to make sure I'm doing everything correctly. Yep. And then exactly. as you get further on, then you're like, no, I've got a handle on this. Like mm-hmm. I know what I should be eating, but yeah, yeah it's co- pretty common. But so yeah, so not non-scale victories. Um, I've already I, I I had a bunch of clothes that I had saved for God knows why. <laughs> they were like ten years old. Yeah, and like I had a box of these clothes, and I, and I was like, why do I even still have these? But like, thank goodness because you know we were when I got here, and we were about a month and a, some change out. And my clothes weren't fitting anymore. Uh, and I'm like, we just moved. I don't have time to go clothes shopping. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? I don't even know what size I am right now. I don't can't just order on Amazon. Yeah. Like, what am I? And so I opened up that box of old clothes. Like, that's the second or third week here. And most of it fit me. Nice. And that was a huge non-scale victory. That yeah. was some, some, some of the stuff I hadn't worn since college. Oh, wow. You know, that was oh, insane. Yeah. Yes. So it was really cool. Um. And then a lot of that stuff I've shrunk out of and had to buy new clothes again, um, which is also a non-scale victory. That I was yes. like, wow. So I, I, I went into Target. Um, I, I had to get shorts. It is hot and, and humid here. And I'm not yes. used to the humidity. I like it, but I'm not, my body's not quite used to it. So I'm like, I need to wear as little as possible. Yes. Um, so, so I went to Target to get a bunch of shorts and I had no, I, I had no idea what size I was going to be. And you have to understand, I've worked in film for years. I, and not only do I make clothing, but I dressed actors. And so I shop for other people, other bodies. I'm familiar with all, every type of place to buy clothes. You can imagine I'm familiar with it. I've never once had any sort of panic or, or issues walking into a store and buying clothing. Okay. It's never been a problem for me just because I do it all the time. I walked into Target and I just stood there (laughs) and my partner watched me have like an existential crisis because I realized I've lost so much weight. I didn't know my bra size. Yeah. I didn't know what size shorts to wear. I didn't know. I ended up filling a cart, filling a cart of of all different. I would get the same thing in four different sizes. Yeah. And then add to that how dumb clothing is because it's, you know, it's um, uh, yeah, sixteen could be a, the same as a ten in a different yep. brand. Yep, I, which is ridiculous, so people. I, yeah, I felt ridiculous. so bad. I, I went up to the the girls at the um, 
at the fitting area, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be putting a lot of stuff back on the return pile. I want to apologize in advance. I just lost like 50 pounds. I have no idea what size I am. (laughs) I have no idea what's going to fit me. I'm sorry in advance. They were very nice about it. That's so cool. um, Target's usually pretty good about that. Yeah. 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 And they were having a big sale and I bought 12s. Ooh. I bought like three pairs of 12s and I was like, Because like that means not only am I in straight sizing, but I'm solidly in straight sizing. Yeah. Because like a 14 is straight sizing. Yeah. And a 12 is like in it, you yes. know? And uh, and I bought like a, a couple like medium shirts and I bought like some stuff from the junior section. Yeah, like, oh, I shit. Forever. I'm, I know. I'm like, I'm feeling spicy in here today. <laughs> like, let's go. Yes. Um, so that was a huge non-scale victory for me. And then you know, walking up and down the stairs and walking up and down that long, yep. steep driveway. I'm not winded anymore. Oh, perfect. You know, I can, you know, and I have so much energy. I've always been the energizer bunny. Oh. And my partner, my husband, I joke because I'm the oldest in, our, in all of our relationships. And okay. I'm older than my partner by 10 years. And I'm not that much older than my husband. Okay. But we we joke that I keep trying to find younger partners to keep up with me. And I keep on dating old men. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Nice. I've always been the energizer bunny, but now I'm like extra the energizer bunny. Um, and my partners are just both like, oh my God, why? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that means for all the things you're an inter- energizer bunny then. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking All about? Oh, yeah, yeah, that works. That yeah. works. So you've already, <laughs> you've already noticed the libido going up. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Like, and it's more fun because yeah. I feel like I can do more and I feel less self-conscious about my body because I feel like I, I look closer to the way I want to look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even about my... My my partners are both so amazing. They both have always made me feel so sexy at, at every size, like yeah. no matter what, like no issues with that ever. And but I feel like I'm yeah. sexier uh, to me. Yeah. And you know when I look in the mirror, I like what I see more. And yeah, so the sex has gotten uh, way fun. And like the stress from the move has definitely made it. Like I could definitely see that if I didn't have all that stuff going on, um, it would have been better because I wouldn't have had all that stress from the move going on. Yeah. But like. Even with that, it's it, yeah, ten out of ten, very good. Yeah, I've much been enjoying it. <laughs> That's what we like to yeah, hear. I think that it's um, because I think when you aren't feeling good about yourself, like even though your partner can make you feel sexy, you yourself don't feel sexy, so you can't one hundred percent get into, like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're like it. You like it. You like sex. You like being a part of it. Yeah. But there's a voice in the back of your brain that's like you don't feel sexy mm-hmm. be careful of how you look like don't be on top because then he's just gonna see the triple chins like but oh god yeah you know like or i feel like, like there's a running I'm on all fours yeah like yeah. I, I like my, my stomach if my stomach would hit the bed i would like it would like bring me out of it yeah. and make yep. me feel i'm like yep. oh my god am i really that am i really that heavy like how, mm-hmm. how must i look like mm-hmm. how could he be attracted to me even though i know he is and i would like spiral mm-hmm. in my own head about it yep and uh, that doesn't happen anymore which is really nice yeah you that's can just awesome. like be yourself you're, yeah you're more confident yep. that's mm-hmm. what eric always said he's like you're just more confident like mm-hmm. he's like it was kind of cool to watch because i was very insecure like not like the lights didn't always have to be off, but it would just need to be like dimmed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I never wore anything sexy whatsoever. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Not, not happening over here. Mm-hmm. And then like he would, 
he was such a goofball because like he would walk by thinking this is this is sexy guys it's totally not he would just like hit the bottom of my belly before surgery he's like oh, oh i love your belly and he would just like do that I'm like no you're like oh you just made no. me feel very self-conscious thank Instant. you so much for that right like in your head you're like oh fuck oh, me oh, yeah Eric. and oh. now it's like he's like full on nose like one don't do that yeah and don't, then- <laughs> don't any guys that are listening um or women that need to tell their husband that because they're that'll go on the list of things you never thought you had to say exactly um don't <laughs> don't touch my bottom don't belly touch the bottom of the belly it's that's not oh. that's not sexy at all it's thank so you good. So good. <laughs> the only time the rubbing of the belly ever worked for me was when i was pregnant yes yeah like yeah otherwise that's a hard no yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. not i right? can't describe thank to you, you i feel how, a little bit better about that experience. how many yeah. times when I was a photographer, I would have to tell guys, don't put your hands on her belly unless she's pregnant. Yeah. Like, oh I don't God. know what it is about it, but it's like guys just like automatically are like, and I'm like, is she pregnant? No. no. Stop it. Don't put your hands there, like around the top of the shoulders or like, you know, like that's different. But mm-hmm. Mm, the belly don't do it women are very self-conscious about their bellies for the most part mm-hmm. and so just don't touch that area well it just brings your like brain completely out of it you're just yeah. like mm-hmm. oh i was in it and yep. you know how long sometimes it takes to be like fully in it you're like motherfucker yeah. no nope. <laughs> thanks thanks for nope. doing that in the middle Which of i told it. zach about that what about sometimes like you you have to be fully focused you in do. it, right? Yeah. Which you don't care if I talk about your sex life. So no. Um, but like <laughs> she's don't. very like you have to be like focused, and if something throws you off, then throws everything off. Yeah, I have to get Zach's back like, in rhythm. Yeah, you don't know how that is, and I was like, no, I do not. No, you don't. <laughs> <I'm> good, <laughs> not at all. I'm. I I have to my it's a mental game for me too. Like I definitely okay. have to be in it mentally. And something I do is um we have um. We have those like smart light bulbs in our bedrooms. Okay. Mm. And so like if the lights are red, it's sexy time. And Ooh. like putting putting that like combination together has oh. really helped because if the lights are red, I automat my brain automatically starts to like, oh yeah, it's sexy time. Like so you I've started to associate the red with like the good feelings and the, oh. you know, the closeness and everything. And so that's interesting. That, that helps. I think I'm gonna try that when I can have sex again. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's, been a little. It's been nine fucking weeks. Tomorrow will be ten. I think. Yeah never gone this I'm long so in my sorry. life yeah like it is ridiculous and it's i know everybody's like you can just do it yourself blah 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 i've done that that's no. not the same well, yeah, it's not the same it's not the same no. as physical touch like because one yeah. of my love languages is physical touch so it's so fucking yeah. hard i'm like oh yeah. when can we and it's like i don't want to hurt you he doesn't want to hurt me you're getting there so, you're getting there yeah it's we're just... gonna talk to the doctor i think it's next week yeah, yeah. Next you don't want to push it too, awesome. too much no no i told him I, and i told kelly this already like we're just gonna be like little teenagers again like it's yeah. just gonna be like <laughs> over the clothes under the clothes <laughs> and now now we're on top like we're gonna do this slow work but it's gonna happen Mel's like god damn it it will happen <laughs> yes it yeah. will and that totally works after the surgery i was like you know, I actually messaged my team because I hadn't thought to ask it beforehand. I messaged my team very specifically. I'm like, okay, I need to know about sex. Yeah. When can I have it? And like, also like 
is masturbation okay or will yeah. that or will the, the clenching of the muscles affect the way it heals yeah. like like is is penetrative sex okay or should we just do like manual and oral like 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 i was like specific i, like, I want to know what my guidelines were yes <laughs> definitely she like, knows. It- <laughs> yes she's loving it right now yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so what did they tell you uh she said as long as it felt okay okay like if i was in if, if i was in too much pain to enjoy it don't do it but if it yeah. felt okay i wasn't hurting anything okay. nice so cool. nice good to know for everybody yeah. out there so if it's you're wondering yeah, just you try it out yes and yes. if it hurts stop that's always a good way of yeah my problem is i don't want to like once i'm in it like we're just going like i'm not gonna <laughs> stop like <laughs> Yeah, there oh, was Kelly. one time. There was one time we were having sex, and Chloe like knocked on the door, and Zach's like, "Go away!" <laughs> like, oh. and I was like, "Yep, I'm not even stopping." Because normally I'd be like, "It's fine, just like it, we'll just stop." Mm. But no, we were like in it, yep. and I was like, "Nope, I'm totally fine with this." Oh yeah, yeah. we <laughs> we have had a conversation with Dylan while while having sex because he wouldn't leave the front like of the door, and we're just like, oh, no. "We can't stop right now. We are 20 minutes in. Like, yeah, we are, this is this like, is." Oh, us. we're like the train has left the station yeah we're not yes. stopping yes. we're like yes. yeah bro just go watch your cartoons <laughs> like what are we doing we'll be out soon yeah zach was like his dad voice was like on point go away i was like she got the picture yeah yeah she knows they're, they're teenagers so like they know like it's hard to keep oh, it yeah. a secret like seriously y- you know and zach's like a very like vocal yeah he's very, very touchy. i say he's vulgar he can be vulgar sometimes vulgar. and i'm like shut up yeah. like but he's very like out there with it and so mm-hmm. it's like it's no secret that he finds me attractive i find him attractive yes. like we're we're very sexually compatible you are yeah so i it's it's funny because the girls are now like getting to an age like Mm-hmm. where they know where they know they know what we're doing so that's quite funny and, i think yeah. that's a very healthy thing to be raised with honestly my parents were always very like my parents still are very like lovey-dovey with each other they yeah. were always like they showed sexual affection not like inappropriate affection no. but they would show like you know sexual romantic affection to each other yes. around me and they would you know it was clear they had a sexual relationship and that yep. it was happy and healthy and yep. I, it, and that framed my understanding of sexual relationships and yeah. and relationships in general and that was very helpful so I think it's I, good I think it is too because yeah. my parents weren't at all no and Eric's parents weren't either and we both said like we're not doing that in front of Dylan like yeah we give hugs and kisses we hold hands like um, like we do the things yeah because you want them to understand that because like I know that I didn't see a fully healthy sexual loving do- lovey-dovey relationship growing up Mm -mm. so when i was with my ex i didn't see anything wrong with not having that until i was out of it and then i'm like oh yeah that's not fucking normal (laughs) it's it's like it's not normal to like not feel attracted to your your other half like you should like we held hands and we kissed in public but it wasn't like it is now no like zach is very like he's brought me out of my shell a little bit Mm -hmm. of like oh it's completely normal if he like grabs me and like is passionate like not passionately but like Like a full-on kiss full-on kiss yeah and the girls like chloe will be like guys please stop please stop like so it's like but she's seeing that like it's it's okay if you're your your adults that are around you feel attracted towards yes. towards each other. It's a good thing. It's important. Yes. Yeah. It's very, very important. 
So anyways, back off of that. Yeah, that was <laughs> like a whole tangent. Wow. I love it. I love it. Listen, it's always fun to had. talk about sex. I know. <laughs> well, normally people get a little. Yeah, put off from squeamish. it. Or squeamish. Not squeamish. Oh. Like, it's just private. I think people are more private. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to have a conversation about sex. And, Seriously. Because we have conversations all the, all time. the time. But like. Yeah. Not recorded. Not recorded. <laughs> That's fair. I think it's important to normalize it. I think it it's is. important to normalize, you know, especially, you know, um, yeah, I'm non-binary, but like politically in a lot of ways, I'm a woman. I appear as a woman. So like, I kind of refer to myself that, that way sometimes when I'm talking about like societal issues. Okay. Um, women's pleasure. Yes. Isn't, isn't normalized. Enough. No, and no, it is so not. I think that it's, it's important to have these conversations and normalize talking about it and normalize yeah. seeking it and, yes. and, and the, the tri- tips and tricks you can, you know, use to get pleasure or get yourself to the point where you can get pleasure. You yeah. Know? What was that, uh, that was show that we watched on Netflix? Oh, the, um, principles of pleasure, kind of principles of principles of an orgasm, I think. Might have been principles oh, of pleasure. That's cool. Yeah, like it. Uh, it was. It was really cool. It, very interesting. Very. We actually I learned watched, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were in <laughs> Dallas, yep. and we were. We had stayed at this hotel room, and the TV wouldn't. It would not connect. It wouldn't connect. So we just had like the tablet playing and like we're both in our own beds and we're like watching, you know, this <laughs> orgasm, how to orgasm. Well, and, like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this isn't awkward. No. Well, it was great though, because you're like, oh, I didn't know we could do that. I didn't yeah. know that worked that way. Like yeah. there's toys for everybody. They're like, hey, guess what? Just because the first one doesn't work doesn't mean that's not how it's going to mm-hmm. be for everyone. Exactly. And you're like, oh, yep. it was just really eye opening because like we both come from a very sheltered like sexual situation where like no one talked about it it was just like hey don't do that so that that was it like don't have sex so you don't get pregnant that Uh was literally the conversations we had so we don't know shit so so we're still learning even (laughs) when you earn like school and they do the um sex ed like it's like boys have penises girls have vaginas okay break yeah that's 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 how we learn like there's nothing that's like what did we learn that the we just learned about like STDs. It was always like the yeah, health part it of it. It was like the bad oh, yeah. section of it. Yeah. Instead of being like, maybe later on in high school, you have a conversation with the female students of like, this is how your vagina works. Like, yes, I would I imagine that. Right. That would be great. <laughs> We'd have less like, babies. Here's some condoms. Have at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've, they've literally proven the more education that a woman has, the less babies they have. Like it's, yes. it's actually goes one-to-one. So it's like, just get information to these ladies early. Exactly. Like, why are we waiting so late? Well, and kids are having sex earlier, earlier. and earlier. Yeah. Because like around our age, like it was like 16 was mm-hmm. early. Yeah. And now it's like, there's kids in like eighth grade that are like having 13. Sex. You're like, which is wild. Fuck? to me. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand. Cause it. we never thought about nope. it at that age. No. Like, to be honest, like no. that's how much no, I was not. In no. it, it was like, oh, I just no. want to go hang out with Kelly and like go to the mall and yeah, like. Yeah, and we were awkward as fuck. Like, who's gonna have sex with us? <laughs> like, I think back to like the Pink Panther shirt I wore. Like, right, it's like who wants like, to do that? Sean held hands with me, like exactly. Like that's we what held I was hands at that in age. the hallway. Like that was a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Not like like Chloe was telling me something about like there was a kid, there was kids having sex like in the gym or something like that. Oh my God. What the hell is going on right now? Like you are 13. She's not doing it at all, but which she'll probably kill me if I ever said that, if she ever finds out I said that, but (laughs) yeah, it's like, 
there's kids that are 13 and they're out there having sex. And I guarantee you, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. No. So then that's how accidental pregnancies happen. Yeah. And then you're in this cycle. Well, and I know that we're going way too long, probably on a sex talk, but the deal for me was, is that like your parents need to tell you whether you're really like the family's fertile or not. Yeah. Because that's a huge factor. Cause I literally got pregnant with Dylan the first time I didn't use a condom. It was the first time. It wasn't even like, oh, me and Eric were just having sex. And then like, oh, just like months down the road. It was literally the first time we never had used a condom. So it's like, hey, you need to talk to your kids and go, hey, our family's pretty fertile. Like, you just need to know this could happen like quickly. Well, and I also believe like if if your kids, you should make your kids feel comfortable enough to come to you and be like, hey, I'm going to have sex, whether it's too early or not. Like, hold on. You heard that, right? Yeah. Okay, we're fine. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, did Eric's walker fall? What is going on? Yeah. Upstairs. Because he's right above us. So. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's important. Right? I'm like, there is no screaming. There is no yelling. Yeah. We should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you should let your kids feel comfortable enough to come to you, whether it is too soon or not for them to have sex, yeah. but to be like, this might be a possibility. I want to get on birth control. Yeah. And that's why we yeah. need to talk about more with bariatrics because your hormones change and you get pregnant oh, yeah. and easily. it can be really easy for you yes. to get pregnant. So it's like, we need to talk about this stuff because you just don't know your chemistry of your yeah. body yeah. is changing yep. rapidly. So that's why like too, when you're in your third month, like you are, you could have a stall next month and it's okay yes. it's just because of the chemistry is changing yep. rapidly yep and it's not a straight down line yeah it's an up and down roller coaster yeah and then they don't tell you too about the hormones making you like a like feel like emotionally yeah. like 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 I, I had some emotional surges especially in that first couple of months that i i just wow were hard to get a handle on and yeah. like I, I i think i posted actually in um, the Benchies group about it. And other people were like, yes, yes, it's the hormones. Yes. You're good. It's, you're normal. I think yeah. one of you guys even weighed in with like, yes. you're normal. It's fine. Yep. But I was like, ah, yeah. I'm like crying and angry and everything. And it's so much going on with your body at once. And and I see in, I'm in some of those crazy Facebook support groups. Because, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just like to see. And sometimes when there's a lot of people, you can just get like, I like to poll. So like I, I wanted to know what people's energy levels were because I was planning on moving four weeks yeah. out. Yep. I wanted to know if I was really, really screwing myself or not. And I'm like, generally on aggregate, like what were your energy levels this far out? And I kind of like like took an average of all the responses I got and it actually gave me a very good idea of kind of what I was supposed to be looking for. Good. You know, oh, so good. that kind of it's useful for that. Yeah. But like I see really bad advice all the time. Sometimes yeah. I screenshot it and send it to Helen. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. god. We screenshot it and send it to each <laughs> other. I was gonna say, send like, it to us. I wanna we know. Need to talk about this one because okay, this is not right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because it's really important for people to know, like, hey, this isn't okay. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I actually saw the Guacward dietitian post today, and she was talking about, like, literally posted the comment that somebody was like, "You shouldn't be eating bananas," and I was, and she's that. like, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm gonna eat a banana if I choose to eat a banana." She's like, you know, granted, this person probably didn't mean it in a mean way; they were probably just trying to yeah. be helpful. But those are the comments that get people confused that yeah. you aren't allowed to have fruit 
It is very And it's confusing. like, no, you're you're allowed to have fruit. Like, it's actually encouraged that you have fruit because it's a good replacement of sugar. crap. Yeah, it's food. it's nature's sugar. Like, just, yeah. it's fine. Like, I can't tell you, for, year, for at least two years after surgery, I was having cut up strawberries and whipped cream in a bowl every single night. Yeah, that's fine. And I lost 125 pounds. Oh, it was like kind of like strawberry ice cream. Yeah. A little bit. A little whipped. So not the not the container. It was right. like the, the spray whipped cream. Gotcha, gotcha. And then I would just put some in the bottom, throw the strawberries in the between in between, and then put more on the top. And then it was like a strawberry ice cream. I like that. Yeah, yeah really, that sounds good. And it was really easy. And so it was something that I could have a small amount of, but I still feel like felt like I was like getting that sugary thing at the end of the meal. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. complete sense. One of my, one of my favorite little treats is actually, and, uh, is actually, um, Greek yogurt. Okay. Like 2% Greek yogurt with like four ish cut up strawberries, depending on the size. Okay. Uh, mm. like, and I dice, I dice them. So they're like little, little bits. And then I chop up like, I don't know, uh, like a quarter of an ounce of super dark chocolate. Okay. And I sprinkle that over it and it's so good. And it gives you that feeling like you're having a dessert. You have chocolate, you yeah. have strawberries, you have, and it's really decadent and, but it's really good for you. Like the, the macros on it are excellent. That's so, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, it's really oh yummy. God. Yeah. I've yeah. always, oh man, I picked up my leg and now I'm bleeding. Oh my God. No. I don't even know where I got scratched at. <laughs> Anyways, so what are you looking forward to, like, heading, like, because you're going into, like, your next check-in with us will be six months. So what are you looking forward to in that as you get to six months? Well, I've been, um, I've been lifting weights the last maybe month. And uh, I, so one of the things I've always wanted is I've always wanted to have um, a slightly more androgynous body. I love okay. like the look of like the like the kind of female boxers with like a, a built out upper body. Yep. And I never thought I could get there just because of how I was genetically and also just uh, everything. It was always yeah. such a struggle to lose weight. And it and and I had a lot of pressure, especially being an actor um, and and from family to be very feminine. Okay. okay. Um, and this whole process has been very liberating for me because I've realized that who I am and what I look like it doesn't matter to anybody but me. Like right. I'm the only one I have to please. Yes. Okay. And, um, and my husband's bisexual. So he's totally chill with, if I look a little bit more, like more in the middle, more androgynous, he's okay. like, that's fine. I'm attracted to, to you no matter what. Aww. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. He's the best. Um, Aww. but, uh, but so, uh, when I, I was really nervous, my first one to cut my hair and everything, I used to have like waist length hair. Like, wow. I used to be the femmest femme oh. you've ever seen. Because that's what I was told I always had to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I was always p- pushed into that. And so part of this, you know, I've always wanted smaller boobs, but uh, you know, surgery was always too extreme. Yeah. You know, my, my family is kind of anti-doctor, um, anti-medicine. And so like, there was, there's a lot of fear there about mm-hmm. surgery too. There's like a lot, I was raised with a lot of that and I've had to do a lot of unlearning about all of that. And, but now that I'm, now that I've done, well, first of all, now that I've done one, ma- one major surgery, it kind of breaks the seal. And yes. you're like, oh, that's not, that's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's always scary. There's always risks. You always have to judge, like, I'm not like saying it's like popcorn, like, yeah. but, but you know, so I'm excited to start getting my body to where I've always wanted it to be for me. So I'm, I'm excited to start. Like I've already seen some muscle definition changes. I can see I'm excited it. to see more. Oh, your body. arms are gnarly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I can see it. Like especially when you sit like this, I can see like that you're starting yeah. to get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Yay! That made me so happy. <laughs> uh, other people noticing. Um, but uh, 
but so yeah so I really want to get more of that going I want to um I one of my one of my goals is to be um in single digit clothing sizes it's just always been like a thing for me like I just I would love to be in an eight I was in a six in high school I don't have to be in a six that's crazy but like I would love to be in an eight that'd be really cool or even like a 10 right on that verge but an eight would be nice Mm -hmm. um but I'm just looking forward to like getting stronger and um, continue to get more comfortable in my body. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to, I am looking, I'm looking forward now to changing my body in a way that suits me. I'm looking forward to when, when it is time for me to do the skin removal surgeries and being able to actually shape myself the way I want to, yeah. which is a, you know, which is not something I ever thought that. So a lot of transgender people do body modification surgeries, but because right. I'm not binary transgender, I'm not like a woman going to a man or a man okay. going to a woman. I, I never thought I was enough okay. to mm-hmm. deserve those surgeries yeah. okay. um, or like to, to warrant those surgeries. But now that I've gone through this, I didn't realize how much gender dysphoria I was sitting with until I actually started to change it, until I actually started to get into a place where I could be what I always wanted to be. And I, and this, this process, I I didn't, I didn't go into this surgery looking for that. You know, I, I went into surgery looking to get rid of the chronic pain, which is the only thing I was doing, you know, and it wasn't until I was in this process that I realized what, how incredible it was going to be for my gender, for my gender situation as well. And it is one of the things that I want to start posting about more on my Instagram and want to start talking about more publicly. Um, because I don't think there's a lot of trans people out there who, um, especially like, uh, female to male transgender people have a lot of trouble if they're overweight um, mm. getting top surgery. Mm. Oh, some surgeons won't do it if you're over a certain BMI. Uh. And I don't think that a lot of people know that bariatric surgery is an option to yeah. get where you want to be. Yeah. Right. Like if, if, if your idea of yourself and your gender is a certain thing, you can get this bariatric surgery to get you moving in the right direction. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. It's like a foot in the door. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to be on hormones. That's not like a for me thing. That's not what I want. Some non-binary people do. That's yeah. just not for me. Okay. Um, but even just this process of losing the weight and starting to gain muscle has been so transformative for me emotionally. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even realize that it would be until I was in the process. Oh, you know? yeah. And it's been such a gift. It's really been... I've gotten very emotional about it with my partner yeah. a few times because I just didn't expect it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect to feel so good about myself in a way that I never thought I could. Yeah. And yep. so I'm looking forward to just more, like I'm looking forward to just continuing that and, yeah. and kind of seeing where it takes me, you know, I'm and excited to see. I can't wait to see. I know because that changes. That's the biggest thing we talk about is like this surgery makes you figure out who you are. Yes. So it makes sense why you're feeling the feelings that you're going Mm -hmm. through because you finally get to pick who, who are you? Who is Kia? You know, what does that represent? And it gets to be whatever you want it to fucking be. Yeah. That's what's really cool. Yeah. You don't just have to be there because that's where you landed. Mm -hmm. Like you Mm -hmm. really start to make those changes mentally and physically as you're going through it. And I think you're it's good that you're like in tune with yourself yeah. so that you're picking up on those things because some people can't no it's hard for people i'm not pointing fingers at, at yourself <laughs> <laughs> i'm so lucky that i did a lot of therapy before this yeah so 
I should have done more right after surgery. Yes. That's what I think that needs to be more of is, is you do need some before, but you also need a lot after because you're going through these changes and you know, I've been saying it for a while. Trauma still happens even after you have surgery. And when your habits are eating, yeah, you tend to go back to that because it's easy. It's what you know, and it's really hard to get back out of it. Well, and like I'm prime example, if it wasn't for me setting the tone in the first two years of my behaviors, then what happened to like two months ago Yeah, and I'm seven years out, I would have been fucked. Yep. I would have been yeah. eating every fucking night and it would have been, it would have been curly fries. It would have been rice. It would have been pork chops. It would have been all the staples yeah. that I thought that would make me feel good. Yes. And the fact that I built this full foundation in the first two years, that's why we say the first two years are fucking they're so important yeah. because it can save you in the long run. In the long run. Yeah. Because For like sure. if I didn't have those tools in my toolbox, then yeah, we don't know where I would have been right now. Yeah. We have no, no idea. No, I think you would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a very strong like mindset. That's true. I do. And I don't think you would have gone there because I because I would have failed myself if I would have gone there. Correct. And I don't in correct. my in my head I'm like, you don't fail. Yeah. So why are we even testing? Yeah. 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 And I'm very easily of like, if nobody could see me, it's not really happening. <laughs> so and for me, I'm like yeah. I'm doing this to myself. I can't. Yeah. yeah. And I'm what just like, hmm, cake. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're I, found my best very, I found it very actually helpful to have the structure of the bariatric eating like mm-hmm. plan and how I yeah. and like having to have this much protein and having to like you know not not you know and actually I find that having to wait 30 minutes to, to drink water mm-hmm. and then I I personally have to get like 100 ounces of fluid with electrolytes in it I don't know if okay. it's a, a malabsorptive thing because of my bypass I don't know if it's so hot here and I've been yeah. working out I don't know. We'll, we'll see throughout the year, but I have to get a lot of fluids in or else I get leg cramps at night. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. So, um, I really have to be on top of that. And I found like, I, I had, um, I mean, not a similar situation in any way, shape or form to you, Mel, but I had a similar emotionally hard thing. I lost my dog. Um, suddenly, uh, he's, he, he was like my dog too, yeah. you know, like I had him since he was a puppy and I knew he was getting older, but like we took a turn for the worse all of a sudden and we had just moved and you know, that's a lot of stress all yeah, at once. That's and, a lot, lot. And I really felt out of control of a lot of things because we had a lot of stuff going on with the house. We found out that the people who owned it before us just hadn't been doing a lot of maintenance, like things uh, like the water filters for the well haven't been changed in like 10 years. Ooh, and ooh. Uh, like, like just also, if you can imagine things that haven't been maintained, it hasn't been. So we're dealing with that. But, um, So it's just, everything feels very out of control. I've had a lot of emergencies come up. A lot of things have thrown my everything sideways. But because I have these set patterns I have to follow or else I won't get enough protein. So I won't build build muscle that I want to. I won't, you know, I won't be able to, you know, get all the water in. So I won't, I'll get, you know, cramps at night. You know, if I don't do these things, I will suffer. And having that structure to fall back on has made me feel more empowered, weirdly. It's like, almost comforting. Yeah. 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 I and wish and I, like I found that, that mm. when I lost my dog, I was like, oh, I wasn't, I, I go the other way. I don't, I, when I'm super emotionally devastated, I don't eat like period. Like I just won't eat for yeah. like days, but I, you know, went back to protein shakes for a while because that's just what I could do. Yeah. But I got all my protein in and I got my water in and I, because I had this structure. And yep. I just, I just kept the structure yeah. and it was so comforting. 
and helpful to have that to lean back on. Yeah. I, it was, I was surprised, I surprised myself because I've never, I've never had that. Yeah. yeah. And when, and I always feel out of control and then that's when I have like a pint of Ben and Jerry's at night, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just is 100%. because you, you haven't eaten anything all day and yep. nothing else sounds good yep. and that's easy. You don't have to do any work to fix it. Yep. You know? So, and then you feel good. <laughs> you get that yeah. dopamine hit. Yep. Although yeah. I have to tell you, when we were in, uh, we were camping, mm-hmm. we were getting, uh, we, we wanted like ice cream or something for on the boat when we were watching the fireworks, which I was like, it's fine. I can have some ice cream. So I ended up buying the same ice cream I used to eat a tub of. Oh. So it was the Ben oh, and no. Jerry's with the cookie crumble on top or no, it's the cookie core. And then I would put like Chips Ahoy cookies in it and stuff like before. Um, Even more. And You're so hilarious. I was like, well, you know, I can... Me and Zach can share. Chloe can have some. It'll be fine. Yeah. And I had three bites of it. And I was like, how did I eat a whole mm-hmm. thing of this? Like, mm-hmm. it was very like. Poof. Yep. I open. You're like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no wonder I was as fat as I was because I ate this every day. Yeah. You're like, that's not a question yeah. anymore. Yeah, and, but literally it's in the freezer and I haven't touched it. Nice. It's like, kind of like at a, all. It's, it's been sitting there since we got back. It sounds like a turnoff now. You're like, it's mm. almost it was almost like a turnoff. Yeah. Like I was just like, mm. that's that's awesome. And we were in yeah. such denial at the time. I yeah. was. I was like, in I, least I was. denial. Yeah. Oh, I was. I, I was, was in denial over how big I was. Yep. Like I see pictures of myself now, and I'm like, holy yep. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Like yep. I was in I was in denial about how much I was eating <clears throat> and how bad it was. Yep. I all of it. Yep. Like, I, I, I didn't think I was that bad. No. And now yep. I look back. And I and my body feels so much better. Yeah. Uh, one of the things um, I posted in the Benchies was like, does does anybody else feel this like sense of just like well like you know that feeling you get after a really good workout or like really good sex or a really good sleep where you just feel like your body just feels loose and languid and you yep. just feel good. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that, like so much of the time now. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, I had with the GERD, it was constant pain. Yeah. So I, I ne- almost never felt like that. Yeah. Like, those were beautiful little moments. And now yeah. it's like, I just feel good a lot of the time. And when I, when I make a poor dietary decision, I can feel it. You know, yeah. I don't feel good. You sound so. like Mel with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you guys are the same <laughs> in that aspect yes. because I don't have that. Like well, I do, but I choose to ignore it because that's I'm like, the deal is that you, yeah. you are hyper aware. You literally choose to ignore Oh yeah, you ignore and avoid. I like do nobody's not business. Like to think about those things, not at all. <laughs> We're just gonna see in my head. I think the reason why I do that is because I don't want to think about it later. So I'm like, I just want to get it a fucking over with. So I just process it because I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to fucking deal with that next week. So I just let's fucking roll. Let's go. Let's oh, get this yeah, shit no, done, no, man. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, we just throw like, that in the corner for later. That's not gonna be. It's processed. funny because that that's how I work. That's that's how all my work is done, and for my my own mental state, it's like just get it over with. But I also think you don't have ADHD or any mm-hmm. like symptom like markers at all to no. make you think of that so like Mm-mm. you're very able to like compartmentalize and mm. process like as you need to do things yep and i don't know if you're like this kia but i'm like there's a shiny thing over here and yeah. there's a shiny thing oh, over yeah. here and i'm gonna go and Absolutely. do this back here and then i'm gonna nope we're not gonna process you so we're gonna stick you over there <laughs> <laughs> i mean cleaning my house it's it's fun like i do have somebody, that with cleaning i do have that with cleaning that's it though it's if somebody videoed me you're in all the different rooms, oh, right? I am in every I room do the same thing. doing every single thing, yep. but nothing actually gets finished. 
and then you realize that you've been cleaning for four hours and nothing's actually done. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, and you've just been going from task to task and oh, not yeah. actually finishing anything because finishing oh, yeah. is the hard part. That's oh, yeah. the, the stuff that you didn't want to deal with. That's the stuff you put off to last. Exactly. One hundred. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. No, I finish. It just it just takes me a while. <laughs> I bet you do. I always finish. <laughs> Have to fi- I'm a finisher at all times. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I mean, I am in that. <laughs> I am not in my regular life. I am not a finisher. I'm like, I will get 90% done and then I just leave the rest of it. I believe that. Yeah. 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 That's how I live my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun thing. My, my whole household is ADHD. Oh, so... but that's fun. <laughs> so does anything it's like get a constant done? battle against entropy? Like, we do get things done, usually uh, on a deadline or under stress or like uh, when some sort of adrenaline is happening or when I have a mental breakdown because the house is too bad and I freak out yep. and then everybody kicks into gear and gets it going because they can both live in a pit. They're oh, happy yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I can't. Like a lot of mental clutter, a lot of uh, physical clutter makes my ADHD worse oh. and I will get very anxious about it. And so I really, which is bad because I, I, always have clutter because I'm ADHD. So it's a constant fight uh, to keep my space somewhat palatable to myself. Uh, and, so uh, and, and yeah, so it's, it's, I feel you deeply. <laughs> oh, I'm glad somebody understands oh me. My God. I love you guys. I love you too. You guys are great. I, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. I think that's a good way to end. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. And we are super excited because we will back have you back on for your six month check in. Yes. So everybody I'm will so get excited. to hear about what you're doing in six months or three months yeah. in three months In three months. I know yeah. I'm going to be excited to see where you've gone because yes. I have a feeling you'll get to that eight. I have a feeling you're going to get there. I feel like your arms are going to be massive and we're going to be rocking and rolling. (laughs) So it's going to be so much fun, right? You have the drive. She does. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if you want to see her big guns, just go over to YouTube, subscribe and watch this video because she does have some big guns on her. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You do. You really do. do. I see the muscles and I'm like, I need to be there. The definition is beautiful. It is getting there. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on Kia and, uh, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to your six-month check-in. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This yeah. was so fun. Yes, thank you. All right, and we'll have all of her information linked below so That's you right. will be able to find her on Instagram and say hi. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be all, all the information is below. So That's just, right. just know that Yay. all of it is below. <laughs> um, and don't forget to go over to our website. Check out the merch. Check out the award show. Get your tickets while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, go to mm-hmm. patreon.com forward slash OSLP and uh, sign up to be a patron just like Miss Kia is. Yeah, and be a benchy. Be a benchy. Yeah. And then you get to know lots more before everybody else does. Yes, because a lot of information <laughs> comes out there. That's right. That we can't share out here. That's exactly. Yes. <laughs> All, All right. right. We love you guys and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. 
subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Thanks for listening to our Sleep Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.